0: Change to see a sunny day. Nothing good has come your way for so long. You do need someone to understand this place your heart is in. You just want to dream again and daily. We want you to do. Yes. You want to go to give up. have so much to live for. Remember what you prayed for. Yes. Don't give up. Please don't let go in the sea, son. No let
1: thou. So no matter what you're going through right now. Bless you my friend, this is Pastor Harvey Burnett Welcoming you to another special edition of the Dunamis Word Broadcast This is segment 3 of From Fear to Victory Kojic Survivors Overcoming Sexual Abuse Listen, this series has been powerful It's been dynamic In the previous two broadcasts you've heard Three survivors of clergy, sexual abuse and misconduct And those ladies are hitting it they are on point, and we are telling the church that these things cannot continue. Now, uh, real quickly, um, uh, uh, a little bit about me. You can find uh, my information on the blog at www.bethelburnett.blogspot.com. Bethelburnett is all one word B E T H E L Burnett, B U R N E T T dot blogspot.com. You can email me at dunamis1, D-U-N-A-M-I-S-1, at netzero.com. Or you can even call me. Call me directly at 309-688-6599. we love to hear from you. We pray over prayer requests every week. And uh, certainly, we'd certainly love to put you on our prayer list. Um, listen, this the content of this show is vitally important. Uh, I thank God for these ladies who have come to share their stories of how they have overcome through the help of the Lord, clergy sexual abuse. Now, this uh, somebody said, well, who am I? Well, I'm a district superintendent in Illinois 3rd jurisdiction in Peoria, Illinois. You want to know where I am? Contact me. I'll give you my direct address. Do a map quest and everything so you can get right to me. I'm not trying to hide from anyone because this has got to stop. The church must acknowledge uh, our victims. The church must pray for these victims bring them in and apply the healing salve of jesus listen yes we know the devil is busy things happen they shouldn't happen but it's time for us whatever has happened uh, what we can do about those things is pull people in bless them in jesus name help them and hold on to their lives so that the devil will not have them listen this uh segment today uh, will be the final installment of the three. But uh, we want you to sit back and listen as these ladies share their story and how they have overcome. And we believe, God, if you're in this situation, you do not have to be defeated. There is victory. There is hope, help and healing. Contact my office by email. You've got my web address and uh, we believe God for you. Until next broadcast, just listen to the rest of this. Until next broadcast, may the power of the Lord be strong upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Those that are going through this, you need to understand that, number one, you have high self-worth and self-value. And sometimes I know it's difficult because we say, Lord, why have I gone through these situations? And and, 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 and I know that uh, that that had to be an aspect of what you were going through. Did either one of you care to expound on that, that aspect of it, your relationship with Christ? How did that, and I thank God that you have, you've held on to him in spite of everything. Yeah. But how did that uh, affect your relationship with Christ? Did it cause you to question him, his realness, anything like that? Go ahead. Well,
0: I, I it's, it's Bible one. I went, to the, I went to the point that I really took God out of my life, you know. I removed him and I did what I wanted to do, you know. And if it was come like you said, I was with that one time, God, you know. So I felt the void this this is what I had to lift up by being, doing the right thing, doing the wrong thing, certainly shouldn't be any worse, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you go through that phase the way you're trying to find, the, you're trying to fill that void, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it it, it it did affect me, but then, too, I know that's not the way I wanted to be either, you know. I didn't want to be that way either. So I almost had to come back and say, well, is it just about God or is it about me, you know. Which is what I want to do. This is how I want to function in life as a person. <laughs> First of all, you know, self-dignity and self-preservation was, good, was the one thing I wanted to feel good about me, you know. So once you start feeling good about yourself, then I think it opens your mind. It opens that world where you can let others, you can feel that amount of okay, there's somebody, it's got to be somebody bigger than me, you know, that's keeping me here for a reason, you know give me that opportunity to say, Lord, I know that you you are who you say you are, you know. And because of that I'm
2: still here, you know. That's right. So absolutely. You know, so go ahead on. Um, anyone
0: else? Yeah, I know that I know that for me. For a while I when I made eighteen I kinda got away from that ministry and I was like, thank you Lord, I'm out of there. Finally I, I don't have to go to that church anymore. And for a little while, I kind of stopped attending church, but there was always a part of me that never completely turned away from God because right. my foundation, that's thats what my mom instilled in us. That's what she taught us. And it's like I knew I couldn't make it on my own. Even with all of that horrible stuff, it's kind of like I knew I had to keep my connection with God, but for a while, I thought I had to stay connected too. Leadership in the pastor of the church, so to speak, but now it's changed from that viewpoint. I had to connect with God and get a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I knew that even if I didn't attend church that Sunday, I wasn't going to hell because I didn't attend church. Right. You know, I had to grow to that point where I knew I could read the Word of God and I could study it for myself and that I could get to a place in my life where. God has been with me through this and I know it. I know that there's no way to done this on her own. Yes. God did this. He was real in my life. Yes. And it it shows every day that I wake up and I have the strength to live my life because I'm not a statistic that God did this thing. Yes.
2: Absolutely. You, You know... Uh, this is what we want to, want them to know. We want those who have been victimized to know. You're not a statistic. God has brought you this far. Yes, it, what happened to you was not ordained by God to happen to you. God didn't send that, uh, send that into your life for it to happen to you. These things happen, happen because of sin. It, it happened because of sin bound in the hearts of men and women or whoever the victimizer was. But God is here to help you and to move you forward uh, to the next level. A couple more things here, and, and we'll conclude this portion of the broadcast. But in all of this, one thing that has been clear is that silence is not golden. It's not golden. Silence doesn't help anyone. Silence along these lines and because of these situations is not a facilitator of anything good. This is criminal activity, and the church cannot afford to be silent about that. In fact, that's a motif of the world. Uh, One of the things is I minister uh, to victims of crime and violence in our city and community and in programs that I do wherever I go dealing with the issues of crime and violence. Uh, There's a a campaign that was started, an unwritten code of silence that was started by pretty much the gang world. The gang world tried to convince the community, especially the black community, that the police were untrustworthy. And quite naturally, there was a lot of evidence for that speculation. But one of the first things that they did was they tried to say, okay, you should be quiet. If the police ask you who did this, that, and the other, don't rat, don't tell, be silent. And uh, so they made no snitching, which was successful. When uh, a criminal named Bethea, uh put Carmelo Anthony in his video, uh, basketball player Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, put him in his video and he was talking about no snitching, don't snitch. Well, that caught on like wildfire because our young people were influenced by that because of the star power they were able to bring to the screen. And the message was clear. If there's wrong going on, don't snitch, don't say anything. So the perception is two double-fold. Number one, that you should be silent. And then number two, if you're not silent, that's a negative. But don't let anybody stand on your foot and you not say anything because you you will be the one in a worse condition. And that's what this campaign did. It put our communities and streets in a worse condition. And in the church, the sad thing about it is the church has adopted the same motif from a different perspective. Now, silence about what the pastor is doing, or silence about what's going on in leadership is considered to be a virtue. Right. That, you know, that will keep you off the altar. If you just be silent, then maybe we're not going to put you down on the altar and, and cast that de- demon out of you. And this is a devil lie uh, by itself. That's that's manipulative. It's uncalled for, and it's not godly. And so it's a shame that the church would even mimic the culture of the world by uh, uh, accepting associations greater than, um, you know, helping and healing those who have been victimized. What should the Church of God in Christ do? Now, I want you to know this whole broadcast Uh, to a listening audience has not been limited to just the Church of God in Christ, although we have focused on the Church of God in Christ itself because this demands focus and attention at this particular time. This issue is a very serious one. It's a very important one. And we want you to know that this issue is not going away. These ladies are going on and have gone on to their healing. They've gone on to their blessing and their restoration. But what they have risen to do, along with me and others, is to stand and say, we will not see another one of our daughters victimized. We will not see another one of our sons victimized. That we will stand and we will do what we need to do to save and to help these and to keep these things uh, from happening. What the Church of God in Christ can do right now, the General Assembly, as we go to the Convocation, the General Assembly can make up their mind to adopt a victim's advocacy policy. I've got one on uh, uh, KojicAbuseWatch.com that I presented some years ago that has gone with very little response from the powers that be. And I'm not saying that that's exactly what we should do, uh, like I laid it out, but something is better than nothing. We have got to minister to the victims. And I can tell you right now, and, and, and these survivors are not telling me this, This is something I say independent of the survivors, that Kojic, the Church of God in Christ, my church, we are wrong in no uncertain terms. We are wrong for not addressing it. We are wrong for not standing behind these that are hurt and not healing them with the healing staff of Christ. The scripture said in the book of Jeremiah, Uh, I believe, chapter 8, He said, Behold, Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 19, said, Behold, the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people, because of them that dwell in the far country, is not the Lord in Zion, is not her king in her. Why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images and with strange vanities? Idolatry, graven images. Any time that the bishop is looked at, any time that these people are looked at as the ones that need to be protected, that is a graven image. That is idolatry. This is a strange vanity. This is nothing that God has instituted. We must be confronted with this truth that it's time for a change. We have become idolatrous in the things that we have done. I know you hate me. You either hate me or you love me. I really don't care. But the fact of the matter is that we have become idolatrous, and God is requiring a change. He's requiring this to end. The harvest has passed, the summer is dead, and ended, and we are not saved. Verse 21 says, For the hurt of the daughter of my people. Am I hurt? I am black. Astonishment has taken a hold on me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? This scripture goes on into the ninth chapter, and I'll drop down to the ninth chapter, In the 17th verse, and this is what we must do. We must pray. presiding bishop, Blake, has called us to, uh, I don't know, 11 petitions uh, for 40 days. Um, I I don't know what the full theme of it is. But I tell you what, we need to pray, and we need to pray sincerely, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And this is why verse 17 says this, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider ye and call ye for the mourning women, that they may come, and sin for cunning women, that they may come. And let them make haste, and take up a wailing for us, that our eyes may run down with tears, and our eyelids gush out with waters. For a voice of wailing is heard out of Zion. How are we spoiled? We are greatly confounded, because we have forsaken the land, because our dwellings have cast us out. The very thing that we, we have been proud of has cast us out. As I was saying, um, Mr. Blake has called us to 11 petitions, 11 petitions, 11 minutes for 40 days, going up to the convocation. September 26th to November 4th, 2012. Well, I want you to know, we've, we've got to do more than just send up a, a, a little petition, a little prayer. It's time to get deliverance. It's time to begin by making up our mind to heal these that are hurting and to stand with these that have been victimized. I thank God for these survivors. But I wanted to say that to the church itself. Ladies, As we conclude this broadcast, anything else that you you'd have to say? And I want you to take your time because we want you to know that we thank God for you and we thank God for how you've come. So go right ahead. Speak what's in your heart now.
0: I thank God for all that he has done for me and is going to continue to do in my life. I don't know where it may lead, but I know I will be putting him first. All those who have been victimized by anybody, by anybody in the church, don't think just because it's happening in church, it's also happening outside the church. And when we acknowledge that fact, there, this is the secular world that they punish those who do wrong or who commit crime. The church has to take acknowledgement and do the same within the church and pull down those people who do the same to other children and to women, to boys, and to anybody. Acknowledge your sins also to it. You know, if it takes that point where you're supposed to step down, there's a document and there's doctrines in the church where we should also, they should keep intact, do the same, do the same as they do in the secular world. Punish those who do wrong in the church. You know, take them down. But we're also for the same fact And we know we should ask God for forgiveness. Don't forget to do that. We're never, we never can never be too proud to say, I've committed a sin. I've done wrong by God. Acknowledge that you've done that. Same with any, it doesn't sit up spell.
2: Hey himself. Hey Amen. Survivor you, 2, uh, Su- Survivor 3, go right ahead.
0: This is Survivor 2. Um, I would just like to uh, briefly just speak to any any victims um, that are out there that listen to this broadcast. to Know that, number one, you are not alone. Um, it is not your fault what happened to you. Um, But you can be healed. Uh, It is not your demise. It is not your end. It can be your beginning like it is for me. Um, All these years later, uh, to go through what I went through, I realize now um, who I am. And I realize why the enemy wanted to keep me silent and keep me in fear because he did not want me to know who I really am. And I really know now who I am. And so I just want you to know that this is not your ending, but it can be your beginning. But in order for that to happen, you have to speak out. You have to speak up and speak out and um, not be silent anymore. I have taken the philosophy that um, just because something is not talked about does not mean it's not going on in your family. Um, but give that young person, that young woman, that young boy, um. The access, the avenue, the freedom to be able to come to you and speak those things that are, are happening behind closed doors, and then once that happens, take it to the next level. Don't sweep it under the rug, but take it to um, to the next level that that child um, may be healed. And and I would like to speak now to any pastor, any bishop, any general board member that may listen to this broadcast. Um, Any one of you that are up for election, that want to be on the general board of the Church of God in Christ, my question to you is, and if I ever had the opportunity to speak to you directly, um, that why do you want the position? Is it business as usual? Or do you want the position to make a change, to bring about a change, to take this Brando church of God in Christ from glory to glory, from one level to the next, for the betterment? We cannot continue as a church body to look the other way, as though this does not exist because it does, as though um, it's not happening because it is. Um, you know, I just want—I—I I, I really would love to the opportunity to to get before the general assembly um, and just speak my heart to them. That's what I'm praying that that open door, that door become open. That myself, maybe the other survivors that. We can come and get a platform that we can speak to the General Assembly, to the general board members, and let them hear from us. Let them hear our heart. Let them hear our heart on this matter. That change can come. And I just want to take this opportunity to say to you, Superintendent, um, Pastor Burnett, we thank God for you. Thank God, thank God for you that even in the midst of this, um, I'm sure you have been isolated and have been um, all kind of things, but that you are willing to say, you know what, but I'm going to stand for what's right and I'm going to stand for truth. And so we salute you, we pray for you, thank God for you, thank God for you. I wish that there were many more that would stand with you, that would join hands and join forces with you. We just uh, bless you. We just thank God for you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Barbara 2 and 3, this is also the first time that anybody from the Church of God in Christ has even spoke to us, period. Wow. That's right. Yeah. I thank, thank you, you as well. Thank and I also just want to say, as we conclude, to anyone out there that has gone through this, let the pain of what happened push you into your purpose. Don't let that thing grip you for the rest yeah. of your life. Take that pain and use it for purpose. And that purpose is to help others. And I know that now my voice is to be an advocate for others. Yeah. But more importantly than that, the church has to rise up and also be an advocate for those that have been abused. Yeah, Absolutely. We have to hold perpetrators accountable. Yeah. We support institution. We can't sit and continue because as you, this is what happens. The matters are dealt with. Yeah. This is the aftermath. That's right. time for a is time to clear this up once and for all. And I would say to anyone going through this, get the support you need. If you can't find it in the church, we didn't find it in it. Right. Go to someone that you can speak to. There's nothing wrong with counseling. There's nothing wrong with speaking out a therapist or someone that you trust. There's nothing wrong with following if if you can do that. Such as in my case. If that's what you do, speak to that. Yes. And know that God will see you through it all. We are
2: three witnesses to that. Amen. Amen. Amen, ladies. I want to thank you so much um, for your time. Thank you for your endeavor to continue this struggle, this victory that you're experiencing and that you have experienced in life because Satan truly missed his opportunity He thought to destroy. He tried his best. He threw everything at children, at young people, at a young lady who was ready to graduate high school and go on to a a brighter life. He threw everything that he could do. He threw everything that he could do at two 12-year-old daughters, three ladies that grew up in church that depended upon the word of God as delivered by their leader only to have all of that snatched out from under them and to, uh, to just uh, seemingly be set on a wrong course. But God preserved the life of his daughters, and we are so glad that you've taken that time, taken this time to share with us, to share all of that with us today. And I pray for everyone who has tuned into this broadcast, tuned into this, that you are encouraged by this. Because in the end, Satan does not win. This is the best that he could do. And he lost. He lost these. And they've gone on to instill a greater set of, of values and even understanding in their children and in their family and those who would take time out with them. And and so what, what we have here is is like a bomb of righteousness that's exploding. And now that's coming to your house, into your church, wherever you're listening to this broadcast at, that's come to you. And now it's your turn to take the message that these survivors are yielding and delivering and to push that on even that much further. This is greater than one man. One man has been responsible for this. But this is greater than one man. This is greater than one church. One church is responsible for what they've allowed to happen in this case. But this is greater than that. And these ladies see the mission, and they see the vision, that this is about the body of Christ. And we thank God that Christ's body will be healed. So, once again, thank you for tuning in to the Dunamis Word broadcast, and we're going to have uh, certainly more conversations with these dynamic, Victors, these survivors, we're going to have more information, and you'll be hearing more from them in in the future. And I believe God is going to use their lives to help stir up uh, not only a church, but stir up a nation of people that need to be stirred. So, ladies, thank you once again for joining the broadcast. Thank you. Thank you for the
0: opportunity.
2: Thank you so much. God bless you real good. And until next time, don't forget to do them his word. You need to let somebody know what we've talked about today, and don't be afraid to tell them. If you're afraid to say that you said it, don't worry about it. Just tell them Pastor Burnett said it, and send them my way. We'll talk about it then. God bless you into next broadcast, my friend.
0: Because